Here at Text Talks, we constantly strive to spotlight authentic music trailblazers, which is why we're excited to have Text Talks styled by Ray-Ban this summer, helping us in our pursuit of featuring artists who are not afraid to be their authentic selves. You've got the look. Now come and have some fun with us in the sun. Together, Text Talks and Ray-Ban are saying, if you've got a challenge for us, no matter what it is, you are on. You can't predict the light, but with Text Talks and Ray-Ban, you are always ready to capture it by living each day in the moment. You are on. Define your style at superbulous.com. Welcome to a special edition of Text Talks The Look Back, where I take a moment to reflect upon the season that was and you get a chance to catch up on the bits that you may have missed over the course of our eight episodes. Now, before we get into things, I have to mention the rad coverage that this last season of Text Talks has gotten. And it's weird to me because when you are essentially the media, being featured in the media is not necessarily something that I think I'll ever get used to. But I had an incredible interview on 702 with the legendary Rifilwem Pakanyane, where we spoke about podcasting, yes, but also the state of the South African music scene under lockdown. And I picked a few songs that I'm loving at the moment, and I got to speak about that too, which was fun. And then Sabelo Macabella wrote an incredible article for OK Africa based off his interview with me that really dives deep into the concept of podcasting in South Africa being in its infancy and how we're making money and where I see podcasting trends going and how I see them developing in the country. And there was so much info from that interview that Sabelo wrote a second piece for Mail and Guardian about the economics of podcasting and the podcasters who he thinks are changing the scene. And that article came with a whole big-ass cover on Mail and Guardian where my face was so beautifully illustrated. And when I tell you that I burst into tears and pick and pay when I saw it, you must know that I'm not lying because I don't cry. I'm pretty sure my mother's already got that shit framed on her wall. But if you want to check out any of those interviews, check out the show notes in our episode link for all the deets. I promise it's 100% worth it. But now... Onto the good stuff. If you're a regular listener to Text Talks, you will know that before we move forward, we like to look back at the season that was. And season five was a noteworthy one for me because it was partially recorded in our new home of Kaya Creative Studios at Neighborhood in Cape Town. And also because I got to tick some bucket list interviews off. So picking my top five moments from across the season was probably the easiest it's ever been. But now, let's look back. I didn't really believe my producer when he told me that Judith Sapuma was keen to be on Text Talks. I mean, this is the godmother of Afro jazz that we're talking about. She's got a voice of an angel. She's rubbed shoulders with musical royalty. But she's also a fitfluencer, which was something I was very surprised to find out about her during our conversation. Let's take a listen. Judith, I am here for your train of thought. I am here for it all day, every day. <laughs> Another thing that I'm here for all day, every day are your Instagram posts. So you're, listen, you're basically a fitfluencer. That's yeah. what you are. Yeah. <laughs> that is what I think you are. 
And your Instagram feed is so full of images and videos of you training and giving advice and motivating people and just like talking about how good it feels to treat your body right. And I I know that your partner is also a trainer. So I want to know, is he the one that's kicking your ass into gear or are you the one that's like, okay, I've got my training down. I've got my routine in, in uh, like, like waxed. Like who, who is the one, who, who is, <laughs> who's the one that's behind your motivation? Skara, he is, um, <laughs> he is, he pushes me so hard and you know, he's a, he's a person, he's an amazing personal trainer that I met uh, three years now today and this year sorry this year three years and when i met him i met him because um you know it's it's just because when you when you're at gym you meet different people all the time and i'm alone mm. now at the gym i'm always training by myself and i don't like being interrupted when i train so when i'm in there I'm, i get in there and i think that's what he liked about my training and then we talked about uh, having a session together and unfortunately it ended up you know where we are today we're on he is my partner, he's the man in my life, and we're pushing really hard and encouraging one another. Nay Palm is instantly recognizable as the lead singer and vocal force of Hiatus Coyote, and the lady really has been through the ringer over the last few years, battling a breast cancer diagnosis and a mastectomy, and the death of her beloved rescue bird, Charlie. And while she honored her parrot in the most beautiful way on their new album, Mood Valiant, including a track of his bird sounds on it, which is very cool, my favorite moment from this episode was when she explained her love for all sorts of animals. Let's take a listen. Bird sounds feature very prominently on your records. Um, mm. Like your parrot, who was featured on your second album, but he shame, sadly passed away not so long ago. Um, but on He's your on upcoming album... Yes, so on Mood Valiant, you have an interlude where you featured all of his bird sounds, which I think is so dope. Uh, <laughs> but you also have a track called Making Friends with Studio Owl, <laughs> which oh, is yeah. a great title. From the first record. Um, personally, I'm a dog lady, but... I mean, you know, would you consider yourself a bird lady? And if yes, where did this love for birds start? I mean, I think, I think I'm like, I love a lot of, I love animals, you know. I think they're, they're some of the last sources of real magic on this planet. And um, the bird thing just kind of happened, you know. It's not, it's not something I seek out, but like, I hand reared a crow and I've looked after a wedge-tailed eagle before and oh, wow. I had a, a sparrow called Pief and Charlie. You what know, was and your so parents it's like name? Uh, Charlie Parker. Charlie Parker. Yeah. Strong name. <laughs> I just he just flew over the fence and I ended up with him. This is the thing, is like there it's not like I go out and buy birds. They just find me and I end up looking after them. But I think maybe the reason is because they're birds are very emotionally intelligent, you know, mm. and they there's like like they're very very sensitive, and uh, I guess I don't know, like it's so after my mother died and I moved to the country, I live with a family of people who were wildlife carers, 
And so like we we had a dingo, which is kind of like oh, it's wow. kind of like an Australian wild dog. And mm-hmm. uh, like a coyote or a or or a wolf or something. And they're called dingoes. And um when I was grieving the death of my mother, this dingo would like sit with me and just like it really um I don't know, sometimes like words can escape you, you know? And real um comfort can come from music or can come through silent empathy. And I think animals are the best at that, you know? Definitely. And yeah, and I so, wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, you know, and like and that was really like the concept of looking after something kind of completed this like emptiness within myself from being an orphan it's like okay you don't have that but you can be that for someone else you know and so i've always had animals in my life and um it's uh it's so valuable to me this season we are proud to be collaborating with puma our firm friends in championing the culture Puma have been at the vanguard of so many awesome happenings over the last decade. So it was only natural that we joined forces with them to keep you in the loop with all the scene happenings. From their inspiring select sessions and select stories to their cutting edge unique collabs and the many more that they have in the pipeline, rest assured that this season will be bringing you all the breaking Puma news hot off the press with a sneaky giveaway or two thrown in for good measure. So remember to follow at Puma South Africa on Instagram and enjoy. Hashtag for all time. Jacques Moorman and I have known each other for a decade. So this was always going to be an episode where we got a bit deeper than the other episodes, purely because when you speak into a friend, you have that inside knowledge, but you also know how far you can push things that are a bit sensitive. And listening to Jacques talk about spending time on his father's farm in the arse end of South Africa, (laughs) was a real treat for me because it was something that we'd never really discussed before. And there's this rather creepy moment where he describes his encounter with a mamba snake on his dad's farm that is a story I had never heard before and definitely stands out to me this season. Let's take a listen. So I had never heard of Hrit Mariko until we had a conversation about your new album, The Great Value Redemption. Yes, yeah. And you told me that it was inspired by and partially written in Hrit Mariko. And I was like, well, where did you go? Where is this like very exotic sounding place and you were like no it's in the northwest yeah <laughs> I was like what in the northwest provinces yeah so I mean it's it's like two and a half hours outside of Johannesburg which is, is pretty close um, but mm. you feel like you're you're in a, another world altogether some parts of it are, are just so untouched and, and so beautiful and so rich in in spirit it's, it's an incredible incredible place do you know that when you Google it, it comes up listed as a hamlet, not even a town. Yeah. And apparently, and I, I didn't, I didn't know this, but a hamlet is a small group of houses yeah. or a small village in a country that normally doesn't have a church. Yeah. Like, thanks, Oxford English Dictionary. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> but I remember, uh, and we'll get to Shadow Club just now, but 
I think actually the first time that we had a conversation about Khurid Marco was when we were talking about Big Green Mamba Dream. Yes, yeah. Uh, the the third Shadow Club album. Yeah. And you wrote it there and you and you told me that you called it uh, Big Green Mamba Dream because you were you were, you were taking a walk and then all of a sudden there was a big green mamba in a tree so, <laughs> in Fred Marco. I took a few walks there, but I think the first two I I left Joburg after um I went through a divorce and I I, I ran a fashion label with a friend of mine and and then I just I needed to get out of the city and go and regroup because I, I hadn't really done that. I'd gone from one thing straight into the next mm. and it was just craziness and I needed to get out. And I went to Marika and I I took my life there with me, you know, all my possessions and um I I moved into this amazing uh little spot that my dad added onto the house and um I just, I needed it. I needed to go and find myself there. But I would go for these long walks and I discovered this this um, ancient ash heap. Uh, there's, a, there's a second little house on the property that's one of the, the, the old Mariko farmhouses. And um, uh, I, I've always loved sort of, um, I've always been into archaeology and I've always loved uh, digging in the soil and finding pottery and bones and, and, and stuff like that and I, I discovered this ash heap and I started finding these amazing old bottles from the 50s and 60s and oh wow um, <clears throat> I had all these things in, in this hat I'd taken this, this this hat off and I was holding it and I was walking back up and he's got a whole bunch of dogs there all these ridgebacks and they were sort of crowding around me and I was walking along and I I just felt this presence and it was near the mm. pond up at the house and I turned to, to my right and there was a three meter long black mamba going towards the pond and he was literally, he was about a half a meter away from me. And No, thank you. Black snake came and I walked away. He hadn't seen me and I hadn't seen him and then when I realized he was there, he was lit- literally gunning it for the, for the pond to go and, you know, mm. obviously get water or whatever it was. Um, and we saw each other and he it's amazing they've got this they are extremely intelligent and he or she realized that that this was you know i wasn't a threat but that they needed to get away so he he did this amazing slow backward movement and and veered off towards the house and i had to they say the worst thing you can do is throw something at a mumbo because they'll come for you um mm-hmm. uh, if they feel threatened and i threw this i threw this brick next to it because i didn't want to hurt it um because it started uh veering for the window and then it went off down towards we've got these huge um blue gum trees and it went towards the leaves there and it, it shook itself and it was just gone just like disappeared into the leaves um and I've, it was just such an intense very scary experience but but a really amazing experience as well they're they're like to see them in the wild they're incredible uh, snakes I've spoken about this interview a lot because I'm really in awe of Shekinah and her industry journey, but mainly the music that she makes. And a moment that stands out to me from this interview is when she talks about how her festival, Rose Fest, evolved as an online festival in 2020 to get around the pandemic. Let's take a listen. When I read about 
the fact that the the crew for Rosefest was an an all female crew or majority female crew, the first thing that sprung into my mind was oh, it must have been quite difficult to source a female crew. And you know, like you say it now, females in that line of work don't normally get the opportunity. You know, they're always um, the, the intern or yeah. they're you know working under a man. And I think that what you did by incorporating that into Rosefest is you're giving back and you're laying a foundation for women that have never had that opportunity before. So Rosefest is, uh, it's so groundbreaking in so many different ways. But in 2020, after your first edition in 2019, that was, I mean, incredibly successful. In 2020, obviously, we all know what happened. <laughs> My fellow South Africans. <laughs> I.e. pandemic and lockdown. Yep. Um, and you decide to take the second edition of Rosefest digital. And apart from the music experience, Rosefest 2020 was eight weeks of open discussions with women prompting conversations about body image and gender-based bias and, and bias in the workplace and anxiety. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, how, how important is it how important was it for you to participate in these conversations and to educate other women on this platform and to have those discussions be a part of Rosefest for the first time? Oh, it was super important. Um, I think if there's anything that I love doing besides singing and eating is talking. Um, so <laughs> it was it was so beautiful to introduce that um that new new aspect of Rosefest. But in the same breath, I felt like we needed a platform to communicate and to chat um, and to chat about the things that really um, irk us, bother us, struggle, we struggle with. Um, I also knew that Rosefest, we were trying to do something in the middle of a pandemic and it was important to address the pandemic. So the talks were definitely our way of addressing the pandemic, but also in the same breath, um, addressing issues that were bring brought to the light, um, especially for myself, me being super anxious and, um, you know, just feeling like an imposter and all sorts of things. It was beautiful to talk amongst other, wo other women and hear where they came from and what they were experiencing and just not feel so alone in everything that's happening. Um, and I hope that we continue to do the talks again this year. It's just such a, a big thing to put together as small as these things end up looking online and just cutely packaged and you know small audiences being reached obviously I think the more we talk and the more we stay consistent at having these chats the bigger the conversation can grow um so I'm very excited for Rosefest extending itself online um as well as extending itself to um having conversations open conversations with women and with everyone else um yeah Okay, so my interview with Muzi, oh, sweet, sweet Muzi, was one of my favorite conversations across the board, across all seasons, because he's so smart and he's so eloquent and he's got such a great story. And I think my favorite moment from this episode was him talking about labeling the kind of music that him and his contemporaries make now. It's super, super interesting. Let's take a listen. 
I think it's very interesting because you're known in c- certain musical circles as the Zulu Skywalker. I love that nickname. Yeah, but, I love it too. But I think, I mean, uh, the, at its core, it like it reiterates this idea of modernizing our stories. Yes, and and I and I get. I mean, from talking to you today for the first time ever, which is actually, it's, 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 it's I, actually I, wild. It's so, <laughs> it's so wild because we've known each other for so long and we've been communicating yeah. forever. And I can't believe this is the first time we're doing this, but anyway, sidetrack. Um, <laughs> but now that I'm talking to you, I, I get the very strong impression that this is what you want to do with your music. You want, you, yeah. you want to modernize these, these stories and these sounds that, yeah. that have, that you've grown up with. Yeah, like it's 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 to it's to bring it to the now, right? Mm. Right here, right now. And without making it this like um this sort of idea of like Afrofuturism, like the only reason I don't kind of like that is because it says that like Africa is dope in the future, mm. but we're actually doing this now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So exactly. it's like it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe for like a, a Western audience, it does that. Like, oh yeah, Africa is going to be dope in the next ten years. But we live, we, we like, we live here. So it's like for us, it's now. I know dope artists now. Exactly. Also, you know? the, the eyes of the world are in Africa now. Yeah, it's now, right? So like for me, like it just became very clear that the the keys to like like our present were 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 were, were in the past. Because these guys that did things in the past, like, never really got the same opportunities as us to travel as 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 much, or to be on the internet, or to have um, some level of influence over like uh, a multitude of people. So, like, being able to do that for me was like, yo, we need to tell these stories, even mm. when you tell them in our own way, so that someone can stand on my shoulders. You know, like, because there's, there's so many things that happen with, like, African art and music where there's, like, these gaps, right? And we're never able we're never able to, like, join them. We're never able to, like, form a bridge. So I see myself as a bridge, right? But a bridge is there for people to, like, move from one place to the next. And if I'm that person and if Espacio Dios is that person and we all come together and become that bridge, then the next generation can actually walk on that bridge to something better. And just like that, season five is over. A huge shout out to season five sponsors, Puma, our friends in championing the culture. You don't have to wait long though. Season six returns on the 13th of July. And believe me when I tell you, I have a huge announcement to make around our trailer drop that you are not going to want to miss. In the meantime, head on over to www.texttalks.com and catch up on all our previous episodes. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pods, or wherever you catch your podcasts. And remember, that's text with a double X. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Text Talks. Be sure to check out texttalks.com for more episodes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or listen to Text Talks on all good streaming platforms. Also, a huge shout out to Tom's, the only music store, for being the most incredible technical supplier. From myself, Tex, our producers, Jonathan Ings and Matthew Luritz, and our research assistant, Al Clapper, catch you on the flip side.